this week's Parshas Boy, yeah. um, the said in Tainus that there was a certain tufa where the guy made a gzera, and they weren't allowing Jewish people to fast. They didn't want any Jews to make fast days. So the Gemara says that Rabbi Zera gave them an Eitzah. And he said, be macabre now that when the gzera is bottle, you're going to fast. And as long as you're macabre that you're going to fast, it'll be as if you fasted now. So they asked him, how do you know such a thing? How do you know that a Kabbalah, that you're going to do something, is as if you did it? Such a thing needs a Makar. So he brings a Pasuk in Daniel that says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Daniel, from the moment you decided that you were going to fast, I already listened to your Tvilas. So we see from a Pasuk that a Kabbalah to do something, a decision to do something, is as if you did it. This is also a Chazal Nefzit Parsha. The Rabbanisham tells Klai Yisrael to bring the Karim Pesach. And it says, he was speaking, Moshe was speaking to Klai Yisrael Meshchaydesh, and it says, Vayelchu vayasu v'nei Yisrael kashatzi v'ashev es v'yishu kein also. It says, Klai Yisrael went Klaich, and, and, and they listened to what Hashem said, they brought the Korban Pesach. So Rashi says that's not possible, because Moshe was speaking to them on Meshchaydesh, and they weren't allowed to bring the Korban Pesach until two weeks later. So Rashi says, Since Klai Yisrael was macabre on themselves that they were going to bring the Korban Pesach, the Torah considers it as if they did it. In this Gemara, <coughs> in this Chazal, we see the Kayach of a Kabbalah to be Kilu Kvar Asay. I'd like to try to understand why is it, how could it possibly be that before a person does something, just because he was Makabal, it's as if he did it. So I gained an insight into this this, this, this week. I had a, uh, a Bacher come over to me, and the Bacher told me that he was inspired. That that he'd like to try to work on, on limiting his listening to Gaisha music. I said, what inspired you? He said, actually, my mother. My mother's been pushing me for a while, and I'd like to do it. He says, Rabbi, I don't listen to any kolisha. I don't listen to any not nice words. I simply appreciate the music itself, country, whatever that means. So he's, that's the music that he's trying to get rid of. So I said, okay, fantastic. I said, you think you can go off completely? He says, no. So I said, okay, so let's try to make a concrete Kabbalah. I want you to think about something, not vague, but a certain area, you're going to do it. A half hour day, an hour day, whatever it's going to be, but make sure it's concrete. So do me a favor, think about it tonight, and send me a text of what your Kabbalah is. So he says, okay, sure, no problem. So I wait the whole night, and I get nothing. So I come the next day, and I said, what happened? He says, okay, Rabbi, tonight, you're going to get it tonight. Tonight, you're going to get the text, no problem. So this morning I waited last night the whole night for the text. I didn't get any text. So what's the shot? I did not ask him to work on this. I didn't ask. He came to work on this with me. This is this is his idea. But there's something about a Kabbalah that is very scary to him. He wants to work on this, but he can't bring himself to make a Kabbalah. Why is that? So apparently, the koyach of a Kabbalah in human nature is a commitment, and a commitment to people is real. And you got to do it. And as long as he just tells me he's going to try to do it, he doesn't have to do it. But if he commits to a Kabbalah, then he has to do it. And that's very, very scary. And that's why it's Kilo Aso. The reason why it's Kilo Aso is because a real Kabbalah is something that you have to do. I always find that a Geshemach Kazakh, that, you know, by the Goyim, is called uh, a New Year resolution. So does anybody know what the word resolution means? Absolutely nothing. It's a statement. It means nothing, right? Tarot says because <coughs> they're not looking to keep what they're doing. We have something called the Kabbalah. A Kabbalah is a commitment. And a commitment is binding and a commitment is real. A commitment is so powerful. 
a commitment will get you to do what you need to do. I had a story that happened in the shul. I was speaking to a gentleman that used to dive in the shul years ago. And he told me, Mom, it's a powerful story. He told me that he made a decision at a certain point in his life that his father was not exposed to Torah. His father didn't learn Torah. And as a result, his children struggled and didn't have a real appreciation for Torah. So this boy said he had an epiphany. He says, you know something? My father never learned, so I never learned. And if I continue this, my kids will never learn. So he says, I have to start learning, but I don't know how. So he said he made on the spot a Kabbalah. He's going to learn every single day for the rest of his life a Mishnah. He said, a Mishnah, I can't learn a Mishnah. Art school, whatever it takes, I'm going to learn a Mishnah for the rest of my life. He made a solid Kabbalah, he's going to do it. So he came to tell me, I spoke to him today, he told me that he's six years running. Six years hasn't missed the Mishnah. Sometimes he has to catch it up. But six years running, he hasn't missed the Mishnah. And it's transformed him as a person, because now he's a person that has much more shaykhs to learning in general. But the reason he was able to do it is because he made a Kabbalah. And a Kabbalah is a commitment, and a commitment is a very strong thing. It's kilo aso, it's as if you did it. I spent uh, 10, 11 years of my life uh, helping shidduch age boys and getting shidduch related phone calls. That was the yeshiva I was working in. So one of the most terrible, terrible accusations you can get at a bacher was if somebody asked you, I heard that this bacher has commitment issues. Right? That was about the worst thing you could have about a bacher. Now, I personally think that we all have commitment issues. We all have commitment issues. We, if we want to be able to shtag anywhere in life, we have to make kabbalas. So a particular thing I'm thinking of myself, I've been discussing it with myself for mamash six months now that I'm going to take this thing on. I have not made it a kabbalah, but I've, I've, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to do this. And we're six months later and I still haven't done it. And you know why I didn't do it? Because I didn't make a kabbalah. And why am I not making a kabbalah? Probably because I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to give myself to it. But a person has to understand that if he wants to get somewhere in Avedis Hashem, he has to make a commitment. There's an, old, there's an old joke I have whenever I speak to my Bacham and I ask them and I get them to the corner and then I get out of them two words. Rabbi, I'll try. So there's a famous story. A guy once came to America to collect money from Europe and he came back and they said, which words in English did you learn? He said, I learned two words. Which two words? I'll try. Los mentos, garnished. The point is, is that if a person doesn't make a Kabbalah, it's nothing. It, it, it's nothing. It has, it has no meaning to it. And that's exactly why they, 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 they'll tell it to you. But in our lives, if we want to get somewhere, everyone wants to grow. Everyone doesn't want to stagnate. If it's not a Kabbalah, there's no hope. You have to, it's difficult. The reason it's difficult, the reason this Bacher doesn't want to send me a text, is the reason why it's so powerful, and that's why it has to be used in your Avedis Hashem. It's such an incredible weapon. The Chazal say it's Kilo Aso, it's in the bank. And that's why you're afraid, and that's why you have to do it. With the Bulinad, with the everything, don't worry about it, don't figure out how you're going to deal with the Dharm. But that's the way a person gets to, to Chua Leo. I want to mention another idea over here. The Pasuk says that uh, So Rashi brings down, what does the word salalti mean? It means sikhachti. I played. I played around with the Mitzrayim. So the Mepharsha tried to speak out, what was the, what's the Lashem played around with them? So I'd like to share with you a, a, a thought I saw from Don Segel. Don Segel said something. It hit me, hit me in a strong way. He said that if you read the story... It's fascinating how Paro is being given the driver's seat. How Koshbrochu sends Moshe and Aaron to ask Paro's permission to leave. And he's being asked nicely, can you take them out? And it looks like he's in control. And Paro falls for a hook, line, and center. 
And he, he plays the game as if he's in charge and he lets them go and then he pulls it back and he lets it go. It says we're done. We know that the Rambam writes that, that Pare is a semel, he's a, he's a dogma of the Eitzahara. He says the Eitzahara sells us the same exact thing. He sells us this concept that in life, you have Bechira and you can make whatever decision you want. You're in the driver's seat in life. You want to do this mitzvah, you do this mitzvah. You want to do this Avera, you can do this Avera. It's all up to you. Serodon, it's Asher, it's That's all a game. Every Avera has a price. <coughs> Every bit of mitzvah, it's not in your power. Bechira is really a facade. It's, not, it, it's your choice, but it's not really your choice because there's a price to pay. So do not think, do not make the mistake that Para made, Para resembling the Yitzhar, what the Yitzhar sells to us, that the world is a, is a free place. You can do whatever you want. You can wake up in the morning when you, want it, when you want to. You can do what you want to in life. That's the mistake that Para is making. Exactly what we laugh through the Parashias, thinking that Paro could could dis- make decisions and Hashem needs his permission to take Klai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. It's the same thing. HaKadosh Baruch is not really giving you Bechira. It's not up to you to do whatever you want in this world. There's a Torah, there's Chiyuvim, there's Mitzvahs, and a person has to pay at the end of the day if he doesn't keep them. It's well known that the, the, the Torah speaks Kenegan Abba Bonim. So there's a couple of Psukim that talk about the, the, the Bonim. The beautiful uh, insight that I saw that if you look, that when by two of the three banim, the pasuk uses the term ki yisholcha bincha, when your son will ask you. By the rasha, it doesn't say ki yisholcha bincha, it says ki yoymalacha, when he will say to you. Another difference is that by the other two sons, it says lemar. By the rasha, it doesn't say the word lemar. What is the reason for this difference? So I saw a pshat from a yid, his name is Rabbi Waldstein. He says a beautiful pshat. He says that the Gemara says that the term lemar is brought down in Parshas Vaschanan. Rashi says, Lamar means Moshe Rabbeinu said, give me an answer. Lamar is the Pasuk says, I asked a question. Lamar, I want an answer. It says Lamar by the Chacham. It says Lamar by the Tam. Because they're asking questions and they want an answer. And that's why it says Ki because they have a question. The Rasha does not have a question. The Rasha has a statement. The Rasha is not looking for an answer and he's making a statement. It doesn't say Ki It says Ki He will say something to you. He also doesn't say Lamar because he's not waiting for an answer. A person should just know, many times people ask you a question. Listen closely if they're asking you a question or they're looking for an answer in life. Famously, Reb Chaim Briskey used to say over, I can answer questions, but I cannot answer answers. I can't answer answers. Many people in life are looking to answer their livelihood. They're looking to answer their way of life. So they're not coming to you with a question where they're looking for an answer. They're looking for an answer to explain and to, to, to defend what, the way their lives, but they're not really interested in a question. Those people, there's nothing to talk about. There's, you, you will gain nothing by a conversation with such a person. You can only speak to people that actually want answers. People that want questions, there is no hope to get anywhere with such people. I'd like to share with you just quickly one, one, uh, one Maisa. The Maisa, these parishes are supposed to bring us to, to Emunah. Emunah is a topic that we, we struggle with to, to have Emunah B'chush and to live with Emunah. So sometimes when we hear a story of an Adva Gadol, it just gives us a little bit of an idea of what we're trying to strive for. I saw that Rav Shmuel Salant, who was the Rav of Yushalayim, had a tremendous harocha, tremendous respect for the Chidush Arim. Whenever someone would mention his name, he would stand up. That's how much respect he had. When they asked him once why he had such a respect, he said the following. He said when he was young, he came to visit the Chidush Arim in Varsha. And he spoke to him a little bit of learning. And it was late in the morning. And the Chidush Yerim told him that he had, just, he had just gotten up, even though it was late in the morning. So he asked, what's the shot? Why'd you get up so late? 
So he says, because I went to sleep very late. So he said, well, why'd you go to sleep very late? So this is what the Chidush said. The Chidush said, if I knew when I went to sleep at night that I was going to wake up in the morning, I'd go to sleep at a regular time. He said, but since I believe that Una Shlema, that getting my Neshama back in the morning is only a chesed from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I need HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chesed to give me my Neshama in the morning, and I have absolutely no idea if Hashem is going to give me that kindness. He says, every single night I learn Hashem until I can't learn anymore, because I have no idea if, I, if when I wake up in the morning, I'll wake up. So I learn until I can't learn anymore. So I end up falling asleep a minute before the morning, and the Mela, I wake up late. Jerem was saying as like a pashtas, how he lived his life. He lived his life that when he went to sleep at night, he didn't believe he was going to wake. He wasn't sure he was getting up in the morning. If Hashem's kind enough to, to, to give him back his life, maybe he'll live. But he had no idea if he was going to wake up in the morning. Maybe he had to chaparai and learn until the early hours in the morning. Pashtas. And she goes, he didn't know if he was going to get up. That guy Rabbi Shmuel Salam to stand up for him. Every time he heard his name, that, that, that amuna, to live with such an amuna, that was extremely powerful. Just want to end off with the with two, two, two maizim. But the Lira used to tell us, I believe it was from Rechaim Vital or Daris, I don't remember. He used to say, somebody who claims that he learns Torah Lashma, Reb Meir is Machashim. What does he mean? Because the Mishnah says in, in the sixth parak of Avos, that Kalalayim Torah Lashma, Zaycha, and there's a whole list. If, you don't, if you're, you don't have all those things in the list, you're not learning Torah Lashma. It talks about how Torah Machs Ibr the Mensch. I want to say two stories about how Torah Machs Ibr the Mensch. There was a story with, 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 with uh, Reb Shach. That uh, a guy came to Rabshach and he was not 100%. I don't think he was even 50%. And he used to come to Rabshach every, <coughs> <coughs> every day and Mamash make him a shagger. One time this guy came to the door and Rabshach heard he's by the door, he comes running. So Gabi said to him, you know, Rabshach, if you weren't the God Ador, but you were just a person at your age, it would make no sense that you shouldn't be matriach yourself for such a person. Why are you making yourself so crazy for this person? So Shach said over this fart. Everybody said, listen to Amaisa. I'll just be mocked him. There's a pasuk in Shir Ashir. And the pasuk says that because Klai Yisrael went to the Midbar, they had betachin, they didn't prepare any food. So they got that nanaya covered. What's the connection? So Farshim say, you go l'maylam derech hateva. Shach goes to you l'maylam derech hateva. So Shach said like this. This yid came to me last week. And he came to me the week before, and he came to me the week before that, and he's going to come to me next week and the week after. He says, I could talk to him, and I can calm him down. He says, but how am I going to make him get better? How am I going to heal him? He says, the only way in the world that he can get better is through a nace. How am I going to make a nace? So he says, I'm hoping that if the Rabbi Yisham sees me going, that as a 95-year-old person, I'm running out to take care of him, Maybe if I go midarech hatava, the Barisham will go midarech hatava to him and be merapim. Let me take a ma'isa. If Shach says, I'm going to go shalik midarech hatava, because maybe in that schos it'll heal this person. Tayyar machtiber the mensch. In this Mishnah, this is the story I heard yourself and said over this ma'isa. It wasn't so long ago, it was his yard site with Rishon Berenbaum. So he said over ma'isa, Rishon Berenbaum was known to be a shakua and learning, a person that learned Mamash uh, 30 hours a day, as they used to say. But this mice has nothing to do with his learning, or according to a mayor, everything to do with his learning. Saif Yom of Mamish, he was extremely, extremely weak, and he simply didn't have the power to take a shower. So it had been three, four days, he didn't take a shower. So he asked, he, one day he asked his, his sons, do you mind, please, to, to help me take a shower? So they said, Tati, you know, you don't have any kayak. There's a reason I take a shower. Well, I was up, just leave it be. 
So Shmuel said, Enchanami, I have no kach. He says, Dos is Nishkein Teretz, that I have to be Mitzar, the Chavar Kadisha. First tract of Shulam Berbam, he's on his deathbed. First tract there, that's only Mitzar, the Chavar Kadisha. As I mentioned, they came, came out of surgery, they say he, was, he went right back into the sugya. There's a person that, that said, and, 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 and Torah was his whole life, to think about another person was a chilek of the learning. That was all, all part of the learning. That we should the Mishnah, call the Lord, the Torah, the Shema, the Torah, 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 the